Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Blake Topmeyer is the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. His podcast, SEC Football Unfiltered. You can download it each and every week wherever you get your podcast. Follow him on Twitter, on X, at BTopmeyer. Blake, you and I were texting earlier this week, and I didn't think it would go this way, but we were kind of talking that, you know, Alabama should go get Kalen DeBoer, and yet here we are. It looks like Alabama went and got Kalen DeBoer. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say that uh, I masterminded this whole thing. Yeah, of course. Maybe I masterminded this whole thing, right? My initial column after Saban's retirement was that uh, this, this coaching search should start with Kalen DeBoer, and, and it looks like it's going in that direction. I, I don't think there was any candidate who checked all of the boxes for Alabama. I think Kalen DeBoer checks an awful lot of the boxes. Um, I, I think shy of Steve Sarkeesian, who I never thought would leave Texas for this job, I, I thought DeBoer uh, probably gave Alabama the best chance of getting this thing right. So there's obviously going to be the question of fit. Do you care about that? I think it matters. What I don't care about to a certain degree are these comparisons to Brian Harson. You know, the folks on the sure. planes are going to be uh, spreading the narrative that, uh, I mean... He's a lot more successful than Brian Harson was before. Exactly. I I think it's a misguided notion. Um, However, that's the narrative he's going to be up against. I mean, Auburn fans have already dubbed him Husky Harson. Again, I think it's an an unfair comparison. I kind of love that, though. That's like a double entendre because he is kind of a beefier guy. Like yeah, he's it's a great nickname, yeah, no doubt. And if I he's no longer a receiver. Overnight. He's definitely a blocking tight end. Like, you know, he's, you're not splitting him out anymore. I, I kind of like that one. Yeah, Auburn should be uh, pumping that narrative. But yeah. in terms of realities, uh, it, he just he just took Washington in the national championship, right? And, and even though I think we all felt like Michigan was going to win that game as it unfolded, he had Washington competitive into the fourth quarter. He's 5-0 and against Steve Sarkeesian and Dan Lanning. Like, you know, Dan Lanning's the boy wonder who's revered by uh, the, the national press corps, but Kalen DeVore is the guy that beats Dan Lanning every time they, they step on the field together, even though Dan Lanning has higher-rated recruits and has better resources at Oregon. Now, I think the recruiting thing is a fair question. Um, like, I don't think he's Brian Harson 2.0, but one thing Harson struggled with, uh, and I don't think he really tried, was building the types of recruiting relationships necessary to succeed in the sec i mean that will be um you know some headwinds that kalen boar is going up against because not only is he an outsider who's got to build relationships in a new footprint but also you know he's swimming in the same waters now as 
Kirby Smart, Hugh Freeze, and Mike Norvell, uh, three very good recruiters, and Kirby, with Saban retired, is the nation's and best. And frankly, recruiters. Sarkeesian and Lane, yeah. even, you know, like they're going to yeah. be going Brian with Kelly. all these guys. Yeah, Brian Kelly. Yeah, he's, he's swimming in some competitive recruiting waters. That will be the biggest adjustment. I mean, doesn't mean he can't do it, though. Um, and, and like I said, I don't think there was anyone who checked all of the boxes. I would be most comfortable with DeBoer, given that you know he's young enough to still do this for a long time, but I think he's experienced enough and comfortable enough in his own skin, by all accounts, that he's got a chance of kind of doing the impossible here of, of following Saban. Well, and listen, some might say he's a great fit. Alabama replaced a coach whose last game was a loss to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. yes, with a coach whose last game <laughs> was a loss to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. That's, Perfect that's great, fit. That's great sports writing. Yeah, yeah. great fit. Yeah, good point. And, and the other thing is, like, I mean, <laughs> Saban, Saban's going to have an office in the building, which I just think, like, I get it. Like, if Saban wants an office in the building, you can't tell him, like, hey, man, sorry, but you're out of here. Like, that, that doesn't work. If he, wants, if he wants to stay around and have an office, that's fine. But you need someone who is established enough, confident enough, and, and frankly has enough of Saban's respect that he's not going to feel like he has to look over his shoulder all the time at the guy down the hall who won seven national titles, right? And so – that's why I think among the many reasons why DeBoer makes sense for this job. Well, here, here's my question. Jeffrey has said, like, you know, Jeffrey, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's your belief, like, Saban ultimately had a very big hand yes. in who his successor. I, I think he got was, to, I think, I think Nick Saban, I think Nick Saban endorsed Kalen DeBoer. It, like, and it makes sense. He tried to get his offensive coordinator yeah. just last year. Um, but, like, do you think, for instance, like, do we think Kalen DeBoer knew he was going to be the Alabama coach or there was a decent shot he could be the Alabama coach when he coached the national championship game on Monday? I think that's possible. I think I do believe what, what Saban told ESPN, I believe it was yesterday, it's all happening so fast. Uh, he, you know, he told ESPN that this was, he didn't know for sure he was going to retire until the day he told his players he was going to retire. Now, that doesn't mean. He woke up this that morning and thought for the first time, hmm, should I retire or not? Like, I'm sure this this had been a thought process he'd been going through for uh, for a while, but uh, but I do think the ultimate decision on Saban's end probably came after the Rose Bowl. That doesn't mean that there wasn't some idea of well, what happens if Saban retires? You know, if he decides that this is it, what's the plan here? So I think it's it's possible, uh, especially because Kalen DeBoer and Nick Saban share an agent, Jimmy Sexton, well, newly who represents half the sport. But new, they newly uh, share an agent. That was the first. That was the first. Uh, oh, maybe this. That was the first clue for me. Like, oh, maybe this is where this is headed. When all of a sudden right, it's announced yeah. that that DeBoer is signing with Jimmy. Yeah, DeBoer changed agents during this season, and and that was kind of quiet. I think for a while, like uh-huh. I don't think that, that that didn't happen like yesterday. Um, I believe Jimmy Sexton's uh, represented DeBoer for a little while now, but it was, I believe it was a during the season change. So, yeah, did that happen because DeBoer knew he was going to Alabama? Maybe not. That might be, um, you know, a little bit of a stretch, but did that perhaps make this all the uh, more easier to, to happen and, and kind of facilitate this transition? Yeah, I think I think it probably helped, right? Like I, I think it was always assumed, probably correctly assumed, 
that this hire would come from the Jimmy Sexton tree. And if you look at it, I mean, the guys who didn't get hired were Sexton clients getting raises in the past 48 hours. And then the one who did get hired was another Sexton client. Yeah, I keep wondering, is one of, like, Jimmy almost every year will paint a new Mona Lisa. Like, he's just on a roll right now. Getting Mike Norvell that extension within 24 hours of sanctions coming down to Florida State, that's, I got to tell you what, that's a new one. That was one I was like, damn, he really is the best. Like, he, there's nobody better than him. Yeah, nobody's nobody's caring about those sanctions in this moment at Florida State, right? They're no, they're not. Well, I was laughing with Mark. It's like, I keep waiting for a school to get sanctions, and then the school just be like, no. Yeah. I think if I think if there is a school that's going to do it, Florida State would be like in the top five of my list. That's a good point. Yeah, Florida State, uh, they they would top the list of doing a lot of things. Like right? going full and, going full and, Cartman. And like Kirk, you know, you get grounded. Like no. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. What they, what Florida State is alleged to do here is that an assistant coach essentially facilitated a meeting with the with a collective, right? Literally transported. Literally, like, put him in the car and transported him. Like, isn't that what everyone in the country is doing? Well, it's the same. Yeah, it's pretty, it seems like pretty small-time stuff. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't you agree with this always, though? It's never – I have I know everyone loves to do the, this, that's it, that's it. It's like every single time it's the same story. It's not what you did. It's the fact that you got caught. Like, that's right. the that's the question for me. It's like – when I was reading the story, I know everyone was going like, that's it, that's it, really? Like, uh, we're going to do this, I roll, I roll. And my first question was, how did they get caught? Did they turn themselves in? Did Mims go back and tell Georgia this is what happened? If so, if so, Kirby going, <laughs> that might be Kirby. That might be Kirby going full, you know, gangster style. And then on the other hand, like an instance we can think of in the last few years where we didn't necessarily say that's it was the Tennessee case where yeah. there was just a, a laundry list of uh, violations. And, um, you know, maybe there was no one single violation that make, made you think like, oh, my gosh, they did what? But when you looked at it in the totality, I mean, it was one of the, um, in the biggest cheating scandals that's been uncovered as it pertains to recruiting. And yet what ultimately happens? Like everybody kind of settled on the fall guy. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt becomes the fall guy. He gets, you know, the massive show cause and, and Tennessee marched forward with, without really facing much penalty at all. Uh, and, and to boot, they got to get rid of their uh, failing coach without paying his buyout. Right. So, I mean, I, I just think anymore in this era of NCAA enforcement, I, I don't think these schools, are particularly worried about any sort of crippling sanctions from the NCAA. Now, if you're made the fall guy in, in one of these sure. investigations, then, yeah, I, I think you ought to be a little bit worried then. But as, as far as, like, if you're a successful head coach, if you're the if you're the program, you're not worried too much about the NCAA getting in your way. Who's the happiest person today that Nick Saban's retired? Is it Hugh? I think it's you. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny you ask that because I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. I thought, you know, I thought like, ah, is it Kirby? Uh, I mean, Kirby was sitting pretty before. Like, I think he's it, it works good for Kirby now that Saban's out of the way. But you know, Kirby could coexist fine with Saban. Does this help Tennessee? Maybe a little bit. Uh, but I think the biggest beneficiary is Hugh, and I think. Um, while I don't think like Kalen DeBoer is 
hire that Auburn should celebrate. I think Hugh probably does like that DeBoer is going to have to make up ground sure. when it comes to the relationship aspect. And, and that's one thing that Hugh's got down uh, in, in terms of recruiting relationships in that footprint, right? Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, we, we saw the reports last night of Tommy Reese being a backup candidate. I, I mean, that would have been the. I laughed so hard at that because that was. Well, actually, I was just thinking, what, is he going to well, be like the interim for a year while well, they find the actual coach? No, I was just laughing and go, I assume he's a Jimmy Client too. Like, literally, <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, I assume he is a Jimmy Client too. Yeah, I couldn't make heads or tails of that other than, I mean, did he get maybe some sort of courtesy interview? Was that like to try to calm calm the guys internally uh, of like, hey, we're, we're thinking about an in-house promotion. I didn't totally understand those reports. But I thought, you know, on, on the off chance that it happened, which I never really believed that Tommy Reese was going to get the job, but I thought then they're going to be popping the bubbly uh, on the plains, at Tennessee, Georgia, everywhere. They, they, they would throw a They parade. did what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I was just thinking if they hired Tommy Reese, and I do my SEC coach rankings in the moment, like Alabama would have like the number 14th ranked coach in a 16-team conference. Uh, but that's actually a good, a good thought to, to kind of get back to the Kalen DeBoer thing. Wait, hold on, hold on. Who would be worse? Uh, Clark? I mean, Napier and, and Clark Lee are kind of on their last leg. So based, based on what we've seen, I almost have to put Billy and Clark at the bottom of the list at this point and, and just the, the unknown factor, I guess, could keep Tommy Reese out of the basement. Yes. I don't know. Like he, I was even thinking about like he as an offensive coordinator, he was fine. Like that was the best thing you could say is like Which I guess you could say that about Clark Lee, and at least he doesn't have the stink of like two years of losing really bad. It's 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 almost like it's almost like he's fourteenth because we don't know that he's bad. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was getting at. But the the other way you could have looked at it was Mississippi State would have hired a better coach than what Alabama would have. I mean, the whole yeah. the whole idea of Alabama hiring Tommy Reese is yeah. just mind-boggling, right? Uh, but now let's get on the flip side of that, who they're actually closing in on the hire here with Kalen DeBoer. I think on day one, and I'm not saying these rankings lists are worth anything, right? But I think you would have to have DeBoer in your top five of SEC coaches, and that might be playing it conservatively. There would be some who would have him in the top three of SEC coaches, but I, I, I don't think most people would go any further than five on the pecking order of, of putting DeBoer in there. And I think, you know, on the heels of having to replace Saban, I think being able to hire a guy who on day one would step in as a top five coach in, in the conference, I think that's pretty good stuff for Alabama. Well, he's come in and he's had an immediate impact at all these divisions, especially once he got to FBS, you know, whether it was Indiana and Fresno as a coordinator uh, Washington, obviously, is the head coach. Even where was he at? North Dakota State, right? Or he was at uh, Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, yeah. 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 But like, do you? I mean, do you think this is going? Like, if you had to predict right now, I'm not saying I'm not going to say he needs to. You know, a seamless transition would be making the playoff again next year. But like, is he going to get through this relatively smoothly in your mind? Do you think there's a likely scenario where he's you know, this train just keeps on rolling for Alabama, or would you say it's more likely they falter and, you know, he, you know, goes through some rough, you know, he loses four games in his first or second year or something like that. Like, what, what, how do you see this playing out for DeBoer if you had to predict today? Do you think it's going to be yeah, rocky think, or smooth? 
I think I guess I would describe it as there could be a stumble out of the gate. Now, a stumble out of the gate, I say that like grading on the Alabama curve. That'd be like losing and four games, right? Like yeah, losing exactly. four like games. I, I think I think eight and four would be a stumble out of the gate, or, or even nine and three, frankly, by Alabama standards. Yeah, I was going to say be, four is even probably because I mean I don't know exactly what all is coming back, but they're so they're non-con next year's Western Kentucky, South Florida, and then they've got at Wisconsin. And then Mercer, and then their conference schedules. They do get Georgia, but they get them at home. Uh, Georgia at Vandy, South Carolina at Tennessee, Missouri at LSU, at Oklahoma, Auburn. Yeah, I think nine and three, right? Yeah, I, I think nine and three is is um, within the realm of possibility, and I don't think it should be cause for panic. Um, I, I think I think nine and three, they could still probably make the playoff, right? Maybe depends. They'd be going. They'd be, they'd be win there. Yeah, yeah. They, I feel like nine and three would be tough. They'd be if they were like nine and two going into their last game. They'd be playing for the playoff. It feels like. I mean, the committee loves Bama. We've established this, right? But <laughs> they I think just kept the thirteen and zero well, Florida State team out. <laughs> well, we'll find out if they loved Bama or they loved Saban. That's what I was going to get at. They they love Bama, but now we're going to see the committee for the first time without Saban as the coach, and and I do think that will will take off a little bit of the the Bama appeal. Um, but yeah, I don't know if nine and three gets them in the playoff, but it gets them in the conversation. And I think um, maybe I'm misjudging the possibility of fans being reasonable anymore. I, I probably am, but uh, I I don't know. I, I think some Alabama fans will expect that. In year one, there's going to be a little bit of a step back from Saban. Now, by year two, the expectation is going to be it needs to be, it needs to be back to where it was with Saban. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's last but not least here. I want both of you grade the retirement. You know, like like how did how did Saban? How did we think he did? We did. It, well, he, he didn't, didn't do, do a tour. Didn't do a retirement tour. Um, very clearly, seems to have. You know, had the wheels moving even before he actually retired, probably. We also got the hilarious footage of a staffer having to carry his briefcase for him when he gets out of his car <laughs> well, in the parking lot, also, which is phenomenal. We also got the memorial, the, the yes, cream pie the statu- memorials. Yeah. The statue as if he died, yeah, you was, know, covered in, covered in that was flowers. Amazing. That was pretty good. Like, I, I personally give this a solid A-, minus, like retirement. He pulled this off very well. Yeah, I was going to go with a B. Um, I, it, it went about as I would have predicted. I never for a second thought there was going to be this Coach K farewell tour. A, like, I don't think that's good for the program uh, when you're telling, you know, with the portal looming. It's like, hey, guys, two months head notice. You're up. I'm yeah. Retiring here. Shut up, uh, everybody. <laughs> I don't, I'm I don't talking. Think it's a... <laughs> Give me more presents. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's good for the program if, if he would have done the farewell tour. Uh, but I also, I mean, that's just, that's not Nick, right? That, that Saban wasn't going to do that. Um, so I think it went down about as I would have thought. The memorial thing was hilarious, seeing all these treats and Coke, Coca-Cola bottles and just like strange things. Didn't, like didn't they TP boot Tumor's Corner yeah, too? Tumor's yeah. Corner, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, it, it was like the scenes we saw from Starkville you know, after Mike Leach's sudden death. And it's like, wait a second. Folks, he's still alive. Still alive. Yeah. He's still alive. he's still going to be working in the building. He's just not coaching anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it went down 
about as you would expect, down to the sappy Tom Rinaldi tribute mm, on ESPN. With, with the like, dark and light. Kind of oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't on ESPN. That was just like an Alabama-produced video because Rinaldi doesn't work for oh, ESPN that's, anymore. That's true. That's yeah, true. They, they brought in Rinaldi, though, because he's, you know, I guess he's Saban's well, guy. Well, nobody gets more tears. Yeah. It was fine. It was like trying to present Nick Saban as like, oh, he's this player. So, come on. Like, let's not – like, he is – Probably the best coach ever. Probably? I yeah, well, yeah, I guess they, they've... Alabama people have decided he's better than Bear Bryant. He so is. I guess he is, yes. But I will never remember him as a player's coach. Like, the guy who, like, you know, I, that was not why he was... I will remember as a player's getting coach. Yeah, that's true. He was a player getting coach. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I'll remember him I mean, for the I process. The, and... numbers, the numbers are insane. Like, he has more first-round picks than losses. The amount of weeks he spent at number one is more than any other program, like, in the entire, like, in the history of the AP poll. Like, I don't, like, I hate using this word because I oftentimes think it's orchestrated. I did think it was a fairly classy way to step aside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't have a ton. It had some right ego, it. but it didn't have a yeah. like. It had some ego, but it didn't really. It wasn't. It was not like an egomaniac way to like step aside. And and it appears, you know, if they had swung and missed on DeBoer, and this became like a totally well, no, then it would have gotten awesome. Yeah, well, it would have gotten awesome, but it would have, to me, downgraded the retirement because he let. It would have been clear he was leaving Alabama in a tough spot. Very clearly, he had done some stuff behind the scenes, whether it was him or Jimmy or whatever, where it was a relatively smooth landing for Alabama after he retired. Blake, buy or sell? DeBoer's less fun lane. Less fun lane. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if he's going to play the portal thing like Lane That's fair. does. So, but that, that might fall into the category of less fun, but... Um, to a certain degree, I guess I could I could see Do that. Do we really um, know anything about Kalen DeBoer at this point? He is an elite offensive guy. Yeah. Like, he made me believe yeah. that Jake Hayner was still going to play in the NFL. Now, I'm yeah. not giving up yet, even though he's broken. And he's 5'10". And, and, and he, I mean, Michael Penix had a really, really good season. But we're not talking about like a top 10 NFL draft pick here. Or, or maybe we are. I don't follow the draft boards. But when I was watching... Uh, the Maybe first round, but there's I I would be stunned if he goes top ten. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if he'll fall to the second round. Yeah, um, and, there, I think it's a, I would say I bet there's a better chance of that than there is of top ten. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and, and so good quarterback, but like I mean, he, he made the guy look great, I, I think, and put some weapons around him. And and I I go back to that like talent composite thing that twenty four seven sports does. Washington was number 26 in the country in talent composite. Now, the recruiting nerds will say, well, that means he can't recruit. I don't know that that means he can't recruit. Um, I'm more impressed with he got a team to the national championship that ranked number 26 uh, in the talent composite. Now, those things are a little wonky. They don't really take into account guys that developed beyond what the recruiting rankings suggested they would do. But I think there's no question X's and O's acumen I mean, the guy wanted Sioux Falls. He wanted Fresno State. He wanted Washington. If you had, uh, what's the word for people that have an extra finger on their hands, right? If you had 12 fingers, you'd need two hands to count all of his losses in nine seasons. Um, yeah. he's, he's a winner. Will he fit in the SEC? Will he be able to recruit in the SEC? 
again, I didn't think there was any guarantees in this process. That's the one part, the relationships aspect, the recruiting aspect that I think he's got to prove he can do. As far as the the coaching stuff, I don't think there's any question. This this guy can do it. Yeah, and I also think, to wrap up, I almost think the recruiting side of it, to me, I I would put down the list now. Because you obviously still need players, but I've just felt like... As long we, as you got cash behind you. We have you. never seen... And you're not a total stiff. We've never seen recruiting be more transactional than it is today. You know what I mean? Yeah, and... I, I agree with that, and that's why when I say relationship building, I would expand that beyond relationships on the trail. I would expand it to staff having your boosters and your your purse string holders yeah. aligned, so where you got your coffers are full. Like it, 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 that's the hard part here is like we don't get to see how much money is in each of these bank accounts. I tend to believe that like Alabama's not the absolute richest program in NIL, but like Saban was the X factor, right? Like sure. guys wanted to come to play for Saban because they thought there was a good chance they were headed, you know, to the league uh, as an early round draft pick if they played for Saban. And they thought that for good reason. Now, um, you know, if Alabama's NIL is lacking in any way, um, you know, that's on DeBoer to, to accelerate that. Cause I, I do think, like you said, recruiting not only is relationships now it's transactional, but I look at from the coaching perspective, that relationship building thing now has to extend beyond your locker room, beyond the recruiting trail, and more so than ever uh, with the folks holding the money, getting them to uh, fork over as much money as you need to buy the to buy the roster that that can win an SEC championship. All right, buddy, we appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Blake. Sounds good. See you guys. Blake Topmeyer, USA Today SEC columnist. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter on X at B. Topmeyer. Program is brought to you by Birdies, located at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies is a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main District of downtown. Birdies has three golf simulators, a virtual putting course, as well as a full-service bar and a great menu. If you're anything like me, we are in peak watching golf in Hawaii season. It looks great on the tube. It gives you great swing thoughts. You, you feel really good about playing and working on your game, and then you look outside and you're like, no, thank you. Well, we've got a great new alternative. Go check out Birdies. It's got something for every golfer, no matter what your skill level is. If you want to go and work on your swing and have all of the full analysis, their simulators can do that. If you just want to go and hit some shots and have a couple, it's a great spot to do that as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.